Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio with Sharon McNamara. She is walking around somewhere. Um, But I am also joined tonight by Lynn Beyer. She is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate, and she's joining us for the first time. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Hi. Sharon. How are you? Good. Are you excited about being here for the first time with us? Yes, I'm excited and nervous. (laughs) There's no need to be nervous. We're here with you. Don't worry about it. George doesn't bite. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lynn, you actually came up with our topic tonight. But before we get into our topic, I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to all of our listeners. Um, you know, give a little intro to yourself. So, you know, your name, where where you're from, um, services that you provide to your clients, all that fun stuff. Thank you. Um, my name is Lynn, and I've lived... I did live in the Duxbury area for 23 years. Um, I've been a full-time realtor for the past couple of years, and I also have another business which complements real estate really nicely, and that it's called Sunny Home Solutions, and I help people declutter and organize and stage their homes to sell. And that is such a huge thing, what we need. I mean, we do that as real estate agents a lot of times, but, you know, like I've taken staging classes in the past. I'm not putting myself on that same caliber as you, but I think it is a very big project in a lot of cases like your we mm-hmm. were actually talking yesterday at our little mastermind that we have Alyn and I have almost like a one-on-one every Monday it's so cute <laughs> I love it it's really it's, helpful it's our own little personal time mm-hmm. um, we talk about you know things in real estate and you know there are situations where you, we as real estate agents we're going into people's homes and it's basic it's you know declutter mm-hmm. but then there are times where you go into homes and it's like ouch 
ouch is right. Where yeah. do I begin, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot about that uh, this evening. Uh, Melissa uh, is getting us all put up on social media, so you'll find us on Facebook. So you'll be able to go to Boston Connect Real Estate if you want to see us in our in-home studio. We also have George, who is at the WATD studio in Marshfield. Hey there, George. Ring a lane. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just ran back from wherever the heck I was. Doing producer duties. <laughs> producer duties. So yes. if any of our callers have any questions for us regarding real estate, they can get in touch with George at the WATD studio in Marshfield, 781-837-4900, and he will pipe you through to us and we can answer all your questions. Or you can go on to Facebook, on to Boston Connect Real Estate and ask us a question right there uh, live on Facebook and we'll answer it. So, Alin, great topic. I was going through the agenda earlier, and um, Melissa and I have been on different sides of the world today, just really, really busy days. And I was like, oh, this seems very similar to some of the things that we've talked about as a real estate agent. And I want to take the time for you to sort of go in a little bit deeper and talk about, you know, some of the projects. I know I I won't get into it, but you have some high profile clients that we can't discuss their names. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, which is really important. I'm going to keep their confidentiality. I promise you. you. Yeah, yeah, I will, too. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. I mean, that's definitely one of the things about us is confidentiality. Confidentiality is mm-hmm. the you know utmost you know with us, but you do have some very high end clients. You have flown in different parts of the country. People have brought you in yeah. uh, for your services, and why don't you just tell us a little bit more about some of the things that you've done and some of the things that you've seen and why you enjoy it so much and you, your little like pickup truck like in P.S. <laughs> please join us on Facebook so you can see what a peanut she is I am sitting in my chair and she is standing okay <laughs> she's well, a little peanut <laughs> you're so cute thank you well small things can fit everywhere right <laughs> yeah um, yeah so um Where do I begin? I've just always been a natural organizer. It's something that came to me as a little girl. And I think it's because I grew up in a very tidy home Mm -hmm. where my dad did not allow anything to be left anywhere. Otherwise, Uh it would be gone. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a museum because he was um, an antique expert. And so we grew up with Uh a home that was not only built in the 1780s, but it was filled with museum pieces. So... Um, I was really excited to be able to move out at some point and get comfortable (laughs) furniture and enjoy my surroundings and feel like I could touch and feel things. Um, Yeah, so like I've I've been given this opportunity to come into people's homes and become friends with most of my clients because I offer them a safe space to just kind of talk about what their needs are, what their pain points are, um, give them permission to remove items from their home that no longer serve them. And often what happens in the middle of that is we start sort of shuffling things around. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the staging piece has come in pretty nicely because um, I have a very good sort of visual sense and spatial sense of how things can look thanks to my father. Mm-hmm. and. Um, because I grew up in such an artistic home, I think that's also given me the opportunity to be able to see really nice items in people's homes and highlight those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also feel like we are so connected to our items. And when it comes down to actually getting ready to sell your home, people want to keep out everything, right? 
But the reality is that the general public doesn't really want to see all of those personal items and perhaps even every piece of furniture that you have. Uh So it's just about gently guiding someone and people into thinking, like, how can we make more space? How can we kind of streamline your home? I feel like someone like you and even Sharon, I know that you've done this. You guys, you have to have this sort of way with your clients where you're not trying to insult them or depersonalize their home because they're still Mm -hmm. living in it while they're either preparing or they're in the process of selling, but also sort of letting the buyer come in and be able to see themselves and vision themselves in your in your space. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's super important. Something else that I mentioned this morning when I did the column with Rob was um, staging a home doesn't necessarily mean that you're spending all this money, you know, bringing things into your home or taking things out. It could just be rearranging the things that you already have. Exactly. Um, or, you know, putting it in, in storage and stuff, but still letting it function a little bit differently because somebody might come in and say, oh, yeah, like, again, Sharon says this, I'm not selling, you know, I'm not selling carpets, I'm selling, you know, hardwood floors, or I'm selling windows i'm not selling window treatments mm-hmm. um type of thing and some yeah. people do have a difficult time and i have to tell you we had this conversation yesterday alin brings out the niceness vein in me <laughs> Thank literally you, you literally thank are you. let's let's just be honest i mean you're literally one of the sweetest people i have ever met oh thank you so you much really that's are. really sweet don't you think i think so yeah. like honest Aww. to god if you came in and told me my house was filled with crap and i'd be like all right look but like it would like that's how it would sound coming from me and coming from a lynn it sounds like well does this serve you properly like <laughs> how do you feel about this and how can we make you feel better about it like you're so zen i love that about you i actually invited you to go to yoga with me one time i was hoping your zenness would like just osmosisly go into me you did a beautiful job you're awesome <laughs> yeah. you give yourself more credit yeah well i'm just i am really saying you truly are one of the nicest people and kindest people and i think that you know going into people's homes especially we were talking yesterday both of us have been in situations and faith with was with us yesterday as well and all three of us have been in situations where we you know come upon hoarder situations yes those are and so hard they, those are so, I mean, we're not licensed therapists Mm-mm. or psychologists, even though we do have a licensed therapist who is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate, Evis Mason. Uh, she is part of the McNamara Broker team. Um, it comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Um but why don't you explain a little bit maybe about that, or am I just jumping too far ahead? No, no, I think that's fine. I mean, you know, I think my job... You have to approach my job with compassion, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. understanding of people and their situations. And a little bit about my past. So my grandmother was a hoarder. Mm. And so I grew up in a situation where every Cal- every summer I would go to California and spend a month with her in her home. And she saved everything. Mm. Is this your dad's mom? My mother's mother. Oh, okay. So that's so interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, mm. totally. So she actually had uh, 40 years of birthday cake tops in the freezer. Wow. Wow. Um, She collected paper bags. She collected her hair. She collected prescription bottles from the 20s. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in that house, and it just progressively got worse as she got older. And so I've lived with that. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really about just trying to meet people where they're at Mm -hmm. and being gentle, but also being firm in a gentle way and a little bit assertive and just try and convince them that, you know, you really don't need this many of one thing. Mm -hmm. And how can we help you get out to the next stage of Mm -hmm. your life? Mm -hmm. And 
studies show that people who live in excess clutter and in hoarding situations suffer from high anxiety Mm -hmm. and they have a hard time figuring out where to begin and that's really the biggest trick like where do you begin when you've gotten that much stuff yeah, um, and that happens even for me. I'll tell you, like, when I look at feng shui, and I took a class on that, and when I had Mark on the show with me on Valentine's Day, something we were talking about something that came up with feng shui. And I'd say myself, I don't consider myself a hoarder, because if you saw my house, it's, it's extremely tidy, yes? Yeah, you yeah. are not a hoarder. I am not a hoarder, but... Um, I do have I do have a problem with letting go of things because I think maybe I would or somebody else would have a use for this. Like right. it's still good. Mm-hmm. So I have a problem with that and that might come from a position of not having at one point. So yeah, when sure. you do have it it seems frivolous to be able to just throw that away. So for the longest time, I was able to convince Mark, well, I'm keeping this in case the girls get their own apartment. He's like, they're four, <laughs> four and five. Like, why are we like thinking about this? And I was like, well, one day they will. And honestly, when they both got their apartments, I was able to fully give them stuff for their apartments. That's nice. But now I am at that point where I do see, I can imagine I'm overwhelmed with like five totes that I have. Melissa mm. is overwhelmed with the totes that she has in her basement right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you get into these bigger, bigger situations, does your heart race a little bit? Yeah, it does. It can become very overwhelming for me as someone who steps in to help somebody because I don't even know necessarily where to begin. And I don't want to be the person that comes in and says, well, that's not worth anything. Uh But what I think is really helpful is we are such in a society now of paying it forward Mm. and upcycling Mm -hmm. and trying not to buy new. And Mm -hmm. I love the opportunity to take items that people no longer want and give them to savers or donate them to the pantry or I just took a bunch of cat food and was able to give it to the Stand Ashore Humane Society because this owner's cat couldn't use that anymore and they had enough food for a year Mm -hmm. and rather than throwing it away I was able to give it Mm -hmm. to good and so that's the other part that I love about what I do Mm -hmm. is that I can pay it forward and I think that most people feel much more comfortable about letting go when mm-hmm. they know it's not going into a dumpster. It's actually going to be used by someone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of my methodology of and how I work And it doesn't seem wasteful. And it's not wasteful, no. And it's interesting because I think, you know, the difference between myself and you is, yes, I have been in situations where I have worked with, you know, hoarder situations. My situations are generally after the person has deceased mm-hmm. and then the family comes upon it. But my job at that point is to find you, mm, right? Yes, so yes. you're sort of in a situation where you're both and, right? Mm-hmm. So you can help them as a real estate agent. You know exactly, you know, what is going to help them be more successful in selling that home based on the tools that you have that you're using to help them empty out a house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and mm-hmm. I've staged my own homes a few times. I've moved many, many times. I most recently moved in last July and I had to stage my own home and I spent the weekend literally shoving things in the second floor of my garage that had Mm -hmm. space because I needed to thin out and people were like get rid of this I even sometimes need a little bit of help right Mm -hmm. we all need to have that person come in and say to us like it's okay Mm -hmm. and why don't we just thin it out we're not throwing it away we're boxing it up for later and that's mm-hmm. really helpful. I mean, I was out spreading mulch for curb appeal mm-hmm. and doing everything <laughs> that I could, you know. And 
and it felt really nice actually mm-hmm. i was like okay here we go let's do it doing it for yourself right mm-hmm. and doing it for others yeah. feels really nice yeah you brought up my totes and i'm like now i have high anxiety i'm <laughs> sorry uh, i can help well, you Melissa. i just had this conversation with holly because um i just bought a couple more totes to just get stuff out of my room and just you know sort of mentally prepare myself for moving mm-hmm. and you know she said oh you know when are you going to go through everything because i was like i have just so much stuff that i want to get rid of but i just don't have the time to go get rid of it so i think i'm just gonna move it all and then i'll go through it eventually and then she's like looking at me like you really think that that's the best idea and yeah. i'm like you know maybe i'll just take a couple days off after i move and just like go through all my stuff she's like why move it if you're going to get rid of it exactly like, get rid of it and then move and i'm uh-huh. like i can't think of this right now i'm like stressing out well i think anyone who's getting ready to sell their home if that's something that's at least a year away or even six months away like today is the day to begin uh-huh. and it doesn't have to be big it could start with a drawer uh-huh. it could start with a closet it could start with your clothes. It could start with your shoes. It could start with, you know, kids' toys or anything that you are no longer using all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that when you wait until the last minute, that's when you either take it all with you or you start throwing things away needlessly because yeah. you don't have a plan. And then that hurts even more. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have someone say to me, I want to move in six months. Can you start? Can I start today? Yeah. What do I do today? And we could come up with a plan. We could map it all out. We could do weekly goals. Mm -hmm. We could check in. And then um, when it's all finally done, I can come in and help them, like, move furniture or just sort of add those touches that Mm -hmm. we need to do to make it all look better. Right now I'm in the process of um, I'm going through a Jack Canfield uh, program, and it's actually I have, like, 30 days left. It was, like, a 90-day program that I joined. And Jack Canfield is the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Mm -hmm. And I have been a follower and a lover of him forever. I've seen him in person at the NARA convention and he asked for a volunteer and I manifested that he would pick me and he did. Nice. Success principles and things like that. So I'm on this, you know, mission to be a more inspired leader and really helpful for our agents, you know, for, you know, our agents and our clients just for their successes. And I wrote down the word drawer when you said that because one of the exercises that he did last week with us was you know, 10 minutes. So everybody knows Mel Robbins and the five second rule, right? So when you get out of, if you feel like you can't get out of bed, you just say, you know, five, four, three, two, one, and you just do it. Well, he has the 10 minute rule and he's like, he, you know, goes through this whole process and really anything can be done in 10 minutes. It's taking that first step. And he gave an example of, you know, he was on with a coach and the best people and the highest leaders all have coaches as well in several areas of their life. And, you know, one of Jack Canfield's focuses was on health and wellness, and he really wanted to start exercising. So his coach, they were on like a webinar, said, all right, Jack, I want you to give me 10 push-ups right now. And Jack's like, no, I'm I, I'm not going to do that right now. We're in the middle of a webinar. He's like, no, I, I am not proceeding forward, and you're going to hold everybody up until you do 10 push-ups right now. So you have to start at some point. Yes. So he did this exercise with us. He said, all right, I want you to think of something that you, that's been holding you back that you need to do, but you've been thinking about it. It's a bigger project. So for me, um, I had some health things happen a couple months ago and I put my, um, yoga membership on hold and I've been saying to myself, I really want to go back. I really want to go back. I loved how I felt about it. 
one of the last classes I went with was with you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you can do anything in 10 minutes. So he said, like, how will you feel? Like, he wasn't talking to me directly, but it was a whole exercise. Okay, that's something you want to get back into doing yoga and being healthy and eating healthy. What's one step that would help you get there? So in my head, I said, I'll take my yoga, you know, subscription or, you know, uh, membership off of hold. And then he gave us 10 minutes to do whatever it was that everybody was thinking about. One girl was like cutting up boxes in her garage for 10 minutes, but she got started. So I put my, I got my yoga thing off of membership off of hold. And the one thing that he said is like, you know, if you, if organizing is one of the things that you plan that you want to do and how are you going to fail afterwards? He's like, maybe it will take you more than 10 minutes to clean out that drawer, but why don't you take that drawer out, put it on your kitchen counter, go back to what you're doing. And then later on, when you're back in your kitchen, that's when you'll clean it. So it's just really taking those first steps. Yes. And And soon you'll be walking out the door. Absolutely. (laughs) And I think for me, like I love listening to podcasts Mm. and I think when we sometimes have something else going on in our head Mm. then it makes it that much easier or you set a timer you know and Uh for 10 minutes I'm just going to focus on this one thing and often you get a lot farther down the road than you ever expected Mm. you would have because it's just taking that first step how happy am I when I clean out my pen drawer upstairs? I, I, and I call her in to show her. Like, it's this look big at all deal. My pens. I'm like, look how clean and neat my pen drawer is. I have a thing for pens. So, yeah. And Melissa's like, it looks great, Sharon. Can you now please, like, go back to work? <laughs> I, I can now because my, my drawer is clean. Right. I can actually do that. Yeah, so, you've gotten it out of your head. Yeah, and you get stuck on it. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? And it just, like, sort of gets your whole mojo. The other thing, too, you, you had sort of hinted upon this, or Melissa did, is, you know, it's the emotional attachment to our things. And mm-hmm. I remember this one time I had a, a listing in Norwell. They were buying, actually, new construction, 55-plus here in Pembroke. And the developer gave my name. I went, went through the house. After I left, the woman called. She was older and she said, your real estate agent told me I had a lot of stuff. (laughs) You thought I was going to say it, but I didn't. (laughs) And um, he said, oh, okay, I'll talk to her. And he's like, hey, did you tell this lady that she had a lot of stuff? And I said, no, I did not. I was trying to gently tell her one person doesn't need all of these silk arrangements with all this cat hair all over them. And yes. You know what I mean? But I said yes. it nicely. Right. And I was like, unless she's a mind reader. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, you know, then I thought about it. You know, when I see an empty vase, I see an empty vase. When she sees an empty vase, she sees the flowers in it from their 50th wedding anniversary. Right. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how attached we can get to things. And, you know, I just like to use my own personal experiences because... I had a situation 10 or 15 years ago where I was moving. Um, I was newly divorced. I had to downsize and I had to make some very serious decisions about which items I was going to keep that were my mom's because I lost her when I was 26. And I remember distinctly standing above a dumpster holding a like a lamp that she had given to me in my 20s. And I looked up to the heavens and I said, it's not that I don't love you. It's that I would rather keep the sock monkeys that you made as a little girl on my bed forever. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what's important to me. So I think if we can identify really, truly those items that have the most importance to us, but be mindful of Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, it's really okay. I think often people get stuck in that mindset of like, well, my mother gave that to me, or that was my great grandmother's or this and that. Mm -hmm. Well, they're no longer here. 
and they're probably okay with the fact that you can let go but keep a picture or keep mm -hmm. like something a card that they wrote to you or something that's very sentimental that's of their actual words mm -hmm. that you can hold in your heart instead of keeping mm -hmm. a whole lot of stuff around you that doesn't necessarily work for you today yeah <laughs> You're looking at me like I was about to say something. I wasn't going to say Oh, anything. I thought you were going to say no. something. You were very intrigued in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, it is interesting because I know, like, when Mark's mom passed away, my daughter Mackenzie, my youngest, she is the only one that is crafty in all of the 27 grandchildren and great-grandchildren and everything. So we inherited her her whole entire room. I mean, this room had to be 20 by 20 filled with everything. Wow. And we have totes and we have boxes and we have wicker baskets and we have all this stuff filled with all this material and like sewing, like just like everything, knitting stuff. Like there's just so much stuff. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And, you know, now we don't have any space in our basement for some of our things. And then we just made the decision recently. And I think it might've been a little difficult for Mark that we mm -hmm. moved all that stuff and all of her lovely belongings that meant a lot to her, and they mean a lot to Mackenzie, but she does. She has an apartment, you know, it, upstairs in the attic over our garage. So it's all well protected. It's all fine. But I could see that emotion when we were trying to do something like that. Yeah. But as soon as Mackenzie gets her own house, it's out. It's out. Bye-bye. <laughs> It is hard, and I think we're New Englanders, right? Uh -huh. And I know that that sounds sort of silly, but I think we're sort of raised to, like, hold on to everything, keep everything, just because you might need it or you might want to hand it down. And I definitely have saved things for my kids that uh -huh. I will, that I think are important, like baby books that I'd like to be able to share uh -huh. with my own grandchildren. Yes. I hope, uh -huh. knock on wood, yeah. and give to them. And my son Henry's Lego collection, which is extensive. But that's <laughs> going to go to his house when he eventually gets one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I think back to staging. Um, I don't know if you want to sort yeah. of talk about whatever any you want to talk about. Yeah, that we've. You know, I do think that um, we. I put together this huge list. It's way too long. We're never going to have the chance to go through it all. But I do think that um, you know, for example, in your kitchen, if you're getting ready to stage your home, try and clean off all of your kitchen counters and put everything away and kind of thin through your cabinets a little bit. People love to be nosy. Mm -hmm. People like to look inside your space and see how much room they might have for their own things. Mm -hmm. So if things are a little bit too overwhelmed and cluttered, people are going to say, like, well, I, where's my thing? Where are my yeah. things going to fit, you know? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, if, if your counters are covered with things, it means you don't have storage for them. Mm -hmm. You might use it every day, but, like, even at our house, like, Sam might use the toaster oven, but he's not allowed to leave it on the counter. You have to wait until it cools down, and then he has to put it away. <laughs> Mary doesn't want it on the counter. Really? A toaster oven? Yeah. That's sort of a bigger thing. I think we were talking about, like, Lay's potato chips or something. <laughs> yeah, no appliances on the, on the counter. Mary? Uh, uh, Mary? No. <laughs> the toaster oven? Really? Yeah, the toaster, the, yeah. the you know, kitchen thing that looks like a spaceship that goes... <laughs> Oh, the pressure cooker. Oh, the pressure obviously, co the yeah. pressure cooker. <laughs> it looks like oh a spaceship. Oh my gosh! I am literally getting you a spaceship for when you when that home comes again. We want all our listeners to know. We say it every Tuesday and Thursday. Melissa is looking for a home, so yeah. we, you need to call us if you're thinking about selling. So, um, anyways, we'll give. Yeah, our I need somewhere to park my spaceship. <laughs> Preferred. AKA her pressure cooker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a garage though. Don't worry. You don't have a garage. Um, yeah, the, you're not allowed to have anything on the counters. 
that's yeah it's kind of how I was raised but also like we've done a show before on the five senses it's like if your countertops are covered with things how is anybody supposed to fall in love with them how is anybody supposed to touch them and Mm. you know feel the grain or whatever Mm. um you know, you want to highlight the the best features in your house. And if you updated your kitchen a few years ago, you want to highlight that. You don't want to cover it with things that you're going to be taking with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so funny because you, I want to feel the grain. Everybody, every time anybody walks into a kitchen, they always touch the kitchen counter. We talk about that. it over and over. Yeah. They just, ooh, they touch it. So when you said grain, all I could think of was like, Breadcrumbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes staging is cleaning. Yes. Yes, staging is definitely cleaning. So and cleaning you should be cleaning, cleaning your countertops and in your floors and mm-hmm. everything. Absolutely. Yep. All your baseboards and inside your closets and get your bathroom scrubbed up. Let's talk about um, paring down your furniture and rethinking your furniture placement because this is so interesting to me. Because spatially, I think I do a pretty good job mm-hmm. at how furniture should be placed, right? And it's surprising to me that some people don't, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we all have our own attributes and talents, right? Yeah. And some see what people I mean? see She's things. just so much nicer than me, no matter Everybody what I Everybody has their own taste, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Some people don't have the same taste as this, you. This is how my conversations with Lynn go every single day. Like She has to think about it for a second, and then she responds to you. So the, the girl with no filter is talking to the woman with a major filter. Yeah. And she, you, you're like my yin to my yang or something here. That's why we fit so well. Yeah. That's why I feel so at home here. It's perfect. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, yeah, furniture's weird, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that people love furniture, and sometimes we just collect too much. And I think that's also a part of our generation. I mean, I think we're big collectors. And so it's not necessarily that what you have is bad. It might just be that all of that doesn't need to fit in that space. Mm -hmm. So how could we maybe fill it? or add something somewhere else. So maybe something Mm. in your living room doesn't really go there. It it did at the time, but now we're going to use it in a den or we're going to move it upstairs into a different space, like an office. And that's what we do a lot when we're, you know, when we have our new listings and we're staging and doing some things, we will, and that, the certification that I got to be a um, professional stager as well, that was our exercises, taking things, we had to like barter with people. I had the kitchen, so you had to barter with people for different things. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing what you can do with just the things you already have. Yeah, definitely. I love working organically. Like Mm. I'm not someone who wants to rush out and buy a bunch of stuff and Mm -hmm. put it into someone's house because Mm -hmm. we don't don't need to do that. Mm-mm. I think it's about just using what you have and complementing it and, mm-hmm. and having it become more of a focal port, point if it's a little bit buried by something else. And I think that's nice, Alyn. I mean, as much as you're being, you know, conscious about understanding why people don't want to throw things away because they want they don't want to be wasteful you're all also respecting that the granular part of that is money and mm-hmm. you don't want them to spend money unnecessarily either Mm-mm. so no. and i'm thinking about even myself i find myself doing i used to just run out i'd go to the christmas tree shop or get whatever i needed and you know we did some renovation in our basement and i had these frames and i have all these you know pictures of boston and stuff so that's what we're going to put them downstairs i didn't the frames were brown and i wanted them black and I thought about buying new ones and then I asked Mark I was like can you just paint these like Mm -hmm. so that's what he's been doing he's just painting them and wow I just 
I bought two cans of spray, and I only needed one, so I spent $14, which would, one frame would have been more than that. Yes, And it absolutely. feels good. Doesn't it feel good? Yeah, it feels like brand so new. Nice. Yeah, it's, again, the upcycle, recycling what you have, using it in a different way. How do you make it a little bit different to suit your needs for uh-huh. that time? Because we do change. Our, yeah. you know, I have a friend who like constantly rearranges her furniture all the time, and her husband's like, why? Mm. That's true. And, but that's how mm-hmm. she is. She's an artist, and she gets enjoyment out of that. And it helps. In some ways, I think it helps a homeowner feel like they're not looking at the same thing every day. Yeah. Right? It gives them a little bit of like diversity and flavor. Yeah. yeah. When I'm stressed out. We have a saying around here. Don't tell Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and adorable. that really means Mark can find out after we do it um, yes. or if we need help <laughs> or when we make a mistake or when we make a mistake every time I take out a hammer don't tell Mark yeah, don't tell Mark <laughs> bang 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 oh look at the holes right over here and then I call my painter and I'm like Kevin so Kevin Center is my painter he's wonderful he's in Pembroke and I'm like Kevin can you come after uh, like come when Mark is in here like can you and then he was here one day and Mark got nowhere in the middle of the afternoon, Mark just shows up and he's like, hey, Kev, why are you here? Uh, and Kevin won't lie. He's like, Sharon, put a couple more holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, all right. That's so okay. depersonalizing. I'm not going to talk too much about that because pros and cons. Like, you know, sometimes I, I think that, you know, having a little of that makes it feel more like a home. I know that HGTV says take down everything personal. Some of the artwork and stuff like off of the refrigerator and, you know, decluttering yeah. type stuff. Just I think thinning it's important. it out. Yeah. I think it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know that I pack away all the pictures of my kids and me when mm-hmm. we move. Yeah. But, I mean, I have a lot of artwork that's kind of interesting and different. And that's sort of different, too, because of the age where your kids were, right? So the boys were at a certain age when you were doing that. You want to respect their privacy as well. I had a home in Duxbury one time, and she was a school teacher. She had several children, and there were pictures of all the kids. All Like, you could not take these pictures down. There were so many of them going up the staircase. Every single person that came out, I had her as a teacher. I had her as a teacher. I went to school with that one, so I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I think also depersonalizing or maybe even not including Sharon doesn't include pictures of um, children's rooms in MLS Mm -hmm. so they're not going to Zillow and stuff like that because a lot of people there was a trend where you you know posted your kids names on their you know Mm -hmm. bedroom walls and stuff like that it's just that's totally putting your information out there Mm -hmm. were you falling oh I appreciate that (laughs) okay I was was just tripping myself don't worry about it (laughs) Um, no that's that's really smart and that's really Mm -hmm. respectful and yeah. that's that's nice. And I'm sure a lot of people really appreciate that, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. We don't need to advertise our kids. No, absolutely. I mean, when our kids, you know, my kids are obviously older than yours, but, you know, remember the backpack. Don't put your kids' names on the backpack mm-hmm. because if somebody's at the school bus, they'll see your children's name. And that's how I feel about the Internet, and the Internet is free, and so are all of these websites that we go to. So you're going to see people's children's names all over the place. So I choose not to do that unless the parent is adamant that we put it in. I love this accessorize in threes because that's me. I think in threes as well. So I didn't know if that was an ADD thing. <laughs> so let's talk about that. No, I mean, I'm trying to think about situations where, I mean, I was looking at some pretty pictures the other day, and it's just, I guess the concept is that you try and form a triangle mm-hmm. with one particular item, whether it be a plant or it be a vase or some a picture, some type of a focal point, and stick it in the room in the shape of a triangle so that your eye gets to flow and it's not stuck in one spot. Mm-hmm. 
and you're tying in a similar theme. And I think everything looks better in threes. Like mm. pl- people plant gardens in threes. It, there is something, it's that odd mm-hmm. number that is more attractive than yeah. having everything be uniform mm-hmm. and done in groupings of two or four yeah. or six or eight. Mm-hmm. I'm I thinking of all the threes I have in my life. Do you have a lot of threes? I'm just thinking I have like these three little candles. In, well, that are I'm all focused on how many twos I have now. Now you know that ADD in me is going to be home saying, okay, we have two, we need another one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't tell Mark. <laughs> Don't tell Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I have four, I can get rid of one. That's yeah. smart. There you go. Yeah. Or put it somewhere else. Look yeah. for fours instead, Sharon. <laughs> there you okay. go. Okay. That's what for fours. Um, <clears throat> all right. So add functional office space. How about there is you do have some great things here. So don't leave Thanks. your walls blank. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I think if you're taking down a lot of personalization and then you have these gaping walls, that's not it doesn't create a homey feeling. So to find something that can replace that so that you're getting, again, another focal point and you're mm-hmm. making the space look really nice and comforting or mm-hmm. cozy yeah. or lived in. And I love this too is, you know, like hang neutral artwork and like to avoid some religious pieces in nudes. Definitely. Nudes? Think, nudes. Yeah, nudes. Oh. No nudes. No, no nudes. Put your nudes away. I had to put all my nudes away. Mark, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Don't if, tell Mark. If we ever sell the house, we have to take down all the nudes. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it's it's a hard one to say to somebody, you know, I know that you have a certain religion or mm-hmm. a feeling affinity towards these various symbols, but you need to put them away because I think it's not to say that somebody's going to be offended by it, but maybe it's just like that's your own personal preference. So mm-hmm. keep it into your heart and tuck it away for now and mm-hmm. give people an open space to look at. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Unless it's like this, I can just imagine, I can just remember this one little old lady that I had, and <clears throat> she had all the little like Mary statues and things like that, and she was just so upset because somebody told her she had to get rid of all of them and blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Do those make you happy?" And she said, "Yes." I said, "Then you can leave them there." Nice. And then what I did is when she wasn't there and we had a showing. I just sort of moved them aside. They weren't, like, you know, showcased all over the place. And I would expect if somebody came into my office upstairs, they, you know, I have my Mary statues. I, I went, I'm a Catholic school girl, so I have my Mary statues. Mm-hmm. And at my home, I have Mary statues. And St. Jude was my patron saint. But those are from me. Mm-hmm. They're not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and sometimes when I'm dusting in my office, I always say to my, I actually have a picture of Mary. And when I first opened Boston Connect, one of my clients actually gave me that picture. Nice. Yeah. So um, I always say, I'm not hiding you. It's just, it's between me and you, girl. Yeah. Right? It's just your little, <laughs> yeah. Just, just like, between me and you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> just me and you, Mary. And I'm not talking about Mary Baker. And then I'm yelling <laughs> from my office, are you organizing your pens again? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Melissa always knows, like, chances are when I've, like, shut my door, it's, like, severe concentration or she's moving her desk again or she'll yeah. hear me under the... T- things, like, drive me crazy, like all those wires everywhere. Oh, those are a lot, yeah. Do they drive everybody? They drive me crazy, yeah. for sure. Something that drives me crazy is when I can look at listing... Um, listing pictures and like you can see under the bed I I just don't I don't know I don't like it I don't like being able to see all your stuff under your bed (laughs) it's just like a big pet peeve of mine well you know what's worse is when they have the skirt like the bed skirt and like half of it's up half of it's down yeah 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 but again, these are things that people are noticing, and that's why we hire professionals like Alyn, right? Right. Yeah. We want Alyn to go in there, and she sees these things. Again, Alyn, give your nice talk to Melissa. 
about that situation because sometimes people just don't know what they don't know. What, oh. looking at under the bed? Yeah, that, you know, maybe I shouldn't let everybody see under my bed. Yeah, I don't know if I want anyone to look under my bed. I mean, I have stuff under my bed, nothing like that I wouldn't want to, that I would want to hide from anybody. You want to hide, I'm saying hiding but from if pictures. If you don't yeah, want all that yeah, stuff yeah, in the right. pictures. If you're staging your yeah, house, I think just yeah. take it out, put it in the closet, put it somewhere yeah. where it's safe. Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about it for now. Well, I just think that if you have all that stuff under your bed, I'm immediately thinking, okay, well, you don't have enough room in your closet. You don't have enough storage somewhere. Like, well, that's true, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But you, she's, she's, she literally works for the FBI. Don't tell anybody. Me? <laughs> Why? Because you think things like that all the time. Like you, she never thinks like... Oh, it's just where they put it. It's there's a no. reason behind it. There's a reason behind everything. Well, now that I'm like a buyer, I'm like thinking of these things. You know, it's, right. it's one thing to talk about being a buyer, but to be a buyer in this market, it's like, well, I'm questioning why you have so many things underneath your I'm bed. I'm gonna start talking. I'm gonna start calling you Daphne. <laughs> Daphne from Scooby Doo. Oh. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Daphne. She's the blonde one? I don't know which one she is. Is she the redhead? I don't know. I, don't I think she, I don't No, know. no. Who's the blonde one? It's been so long since Show I've off your storage. Again. I think this is great. I showed off someone's storage this past weekend. So, and that's the other thing too when it comes, you know, for us, I think, you know, one of the things that Boston Connect Real Estate is very, very good at all of our agents is like our social media president presence, presence, our videos and, you know, YouTube and everything that we're doing. And this past weekend, one of the things I loved about uh, 595 Jefferson, which is a new listing that Mary and I have. I love the feel. It feels very city-like to me, like very brownstone mm. So, like, <clears throat> that's what I did, and I sort of highlighted that. But one of the things I really loved was inside their pantry, they had all these big mason jars with the black, you know, uh, like the chalkboard chalk on front, and they wrote on it, like, walnuts. And I was like, how easy can you make my life? I need walnuts. I know exactly where to go to get them. That stuff's really fun. It like, really I is. I like taking pantries and turning them around and giving them a whole new life and making them orderly and adding those nice containers mm. or just finding a theme that works well for the person. And yeah. I've done that in laundry rooms mm-hmm. and I've also done that in closets. And now, is that a suggestion if somebody was thinking about selling their house in the next three months? Would you suggest that they do something like that? Or is that more of a long-term, I want to enjoy my home right now type thing? Um. I think that you want to make your closets look nice and yeah, attractive I and give too. people a sense that like they could have the same nice attractive looking closet. Yeah. So offer them suggestions by what you've just put together. Yeah. So I would do it now and you can always take them with you yeah. and put them into your next closet or but you could always or sell you, them or sell them or make them negotiable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Leave it behind. Yeah. But I do think it's wonderful for me, for my brain. I'm very orderly in what I see. And so mm-hmm. to open up a cabinet and to see all those baskets or beautiful yeah. mason jars like that, it's just yeah. dreamy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it is dreamy. We are speaking the same language. I wish the show was two hours long right now. You're cute. <laughs> yeah, we only have uh, like seven minutes left. So I know. We want to get through. Is there anything that on here, because I know you said that your list is pretty long, is there anything that we haven't touched upon that you definitely want to get well, I certainly think that curb appeal is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, you want to make the outside of your house look as tra- as attractive as possible. And so if we get that weird scum on the walls, that green stuff in the winters, if you can get a pressure mm-hmm. washer, which is cheap to rent for the day and just make your siding look clean and clean up your front doors. And um, if you're 
mailboxes looking kind of old and ratty. They're not very expensive to mm-hmm. go to Home Depot and get a new one. Mm-hmm. You could even put new numbers on the side mm-hmm. of the house if those don't aren't very visual. Um, and if you need to paint your front door, paint your front door. You yeah. know, like just try and give your house compliment. Show off the best of who you are with your home and how it's first presented. And I think that brings in a lot of attraction. Right? Yeah. You have a question? No. Oh, okay, good. I was going to be polite and wait, let you do yours first. So if you have somebody who's thinking about buying um, or selling their home and they call you for a consultation to, you know, one, give them a value range of what their house is worth so you can help them get it on the market. And secondly, to help them with these types of projects, do you just give them a list of suggestions and say, this is what I suggest that you do and this is who I would suggest and refer you high? Or is it one of those things where you're in there changing the numbers out on the front of their house? Um, I think it depends upon my time and what their needs are, but I would certainly offer them all the resources that they need Mm -hmm. to help them get. Like, I think definitely making a list is huge Mm -hmm. and find out what's manageable for them and what they Mm -hmm. need to hire out or what I can offer them to as a part of my service. Because you gave me a very comprehensive um, email for one of my clients that was an estate sale and I had forwarded it over to them and ultimately we, they went a different route and a different direction, but, um, I was just curious about that, if you're the one that's out there doing the work. Are you out there painting the door? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of over that part yeah. of it. But um, I'm happy to move furniture around. I'm happy to help them, like, give them guidelines for their mm-hmm. closets. Or, you know, that's where the organization piece can really come into play. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to spend some time. I'd give them some of my time. Um, mm-hmm. If they're honoring me with the sale of their home, why am I not going to help them? make it look as beautiful as it possibly can Mm -hmm. and there are certain things in my wheelhouse that i can't do anymore for time but i have wonderful resources that i can offer them to Mm -hmm. call and use and i know you were doing a bigger project over in nantucket as well recently right that's all done weren't you doing a project over in nantucket I did a project just for a friend oh, over okay. there. It wasn't like that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, but, but you were, yeah, some, like, but what my point is, is that you are going in different places and you're yeah. helping people. Yep. You know, I went Matt, to Sun no Valley in January and yeah. helped my client get her house ready and yeah. organized since she had just gotten all of the construction finished. So we unpacked and it was fun. It yeah. was like... It was kind of like not necessarily staging, but we sat and discussed like, oh, let's put this here. What about there? And it was just a huge interior design project that was really fun. That's really nice, especially if people don't know. Like you might say, oh, this is why I'm thinking about putting this here, because when you're sitting here, you will see it. Yeah. And so at one point she had a few chairs that were there was one space. It was a dining table and a couple of chairs and a tall, skinny sideboard. And I was like, what if we take one of those chairs and stick it over there by the front door? Because you like to come in and sit down and take your boots off Mm -hmm. and we were able to push this little cabinet over to the right and that chair fit perfectly and she was so happy yeah she was like oh my god this is great i would have never ever pictured doing that so i think it's helpful because i don't live in that space right yeah when you live in your own space you sometimes can't see past it right you can't see into the woods so far into the woods yep Yep. and so it's fun to be able to go in and then if people are open and willing because i'll just say like can we just try it you don't so have you, to do it. And again, can we you, just try it? She can get away with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would that too. I mean, even you can go through my stuff. It's stubborn, as stubborn as I am, I would be like, all right, Alain, do whatever you want. Like, yeah. I, I trust I, you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I think that, 
you know, bossing people around, you're not going to get what no, you want. No. But if you can not. gently guide them and walk along the journey, then they're happy. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's what, you know, people are hiring you for is to help them, right? I feel that's one of the things I love about all of the Boston Connect agents is like... I, and I said this to somebody earlier, we're not motivated by money or by numbers. We are motivated by helping our clients and meeting them where they are, right? Exactly. You said that. We say it around here all the time. Uh, so if people want your expertise in helping them buy a house, sell a house, do some of this staging and purging and all that, how can they get in touch with you? Well, they can call my cell phone, 781-733-4915. They can also reach out to me at Alyn, A-L-L-Y-N-E, Buyer, B-E-Y-E-R, at, well, I was going to give my Gmail, but I think yeah. I'll, let's do the Boston Connect, <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> yeah, do that I one. have too many in my head. Um, Alyn, A-L-L-Y-N-E, at bostonconnect.com. That's really and easy. It is super easy, and, you know, my greatest... My greatest love and satisfaction in this world is helping others and being of service. Well, that's awesome. And we're so lucky and fortunate to have you here as one of our full-time agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Agreed, well, Melissa? I agree. Well, I feel so blessed to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really we'll see great. you on Saturday. We Sunday. have Emmy Flaherty with us and Samantha uh, from Radius Financial Group. So join us on Saturday and uh, three ways to win in this market. So thank you, George. Have a great night. Bye. You Bye. as well. Thanks, All everyone. Right, bye, everybody. BostonConnect.com if you want to find Alyn. Thank you. Bye.